Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's your boy Stevie Jobber. And it's your boy Dangerous Duke. And this is the Dangerous Jobbers podcast. And for the next 15 minutes, we're going to bring you a segment called The Dark Match. People have been asking me to be the best in the world. Why, Eddie, why? And today's topic for this series is going to be the parallels of Bianca Belair and Jade Cargill's run. Mm -hmm. Basically, we are going to spend the next 15 minutes talking about just this. Right. And they're just going to be short mini pods. We don't have a lot of time. Duke, tell them where they can find us. Yeah, so you guys, if you've been here before, welcome back. But if you haven't been here... I'm going to let you know where to find us. You can find us on YouTube at the Dangerous Drivers Podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, basically any music streaming platform. You can find the Dangerous Drivers Podcast. Make sure you find us on Facebook, on Instagram, Twitter, uh, and last but not least, make sure you check out the Dangerous Drivers website.com. All right, man. So before the bell, we got two things to spotlight that have been happening recently. First thing, Duke, tell me how you feel about the MJF Adam Cole promo. Man, when I tell you that promo, when that promo delivered, it delivered and it brought extra. Like I wasn't, so I, it was kind of what I was expecting, but it also wasn't. I wasn't expecting them to kind of mirror the same promo that he had with Karrion Cross and WWE, but it's AEW. It wouldn't be AEW if they didn't take a little inside dig at the former place where Adam Cole came from. Mm-hmm. They've done it before. They did it now. They're going to do it again. It is what it is at this point, but they put a different spin on it. They let MJF also throw in other stuff on top of what Adam Cole sets across in WWE. They talked about how he makes crack whores look jealous. They talked about how his body of work isn't the same. Made fun of his body. Mm-hmm. And then made fun of Britt Breaker being the better person of their quote-unquote power couple. Mm. And then, you know, Adam doing what Adam does, being great on the mic, mm-hmm. flips the script. Talks about how he understands why MJF would bring up relationships considering MJF can't hold a relationship. Mm. Talks about, you know, how MJF isn't as great as he thinks that he is, that he's overhyped. And then they want to talk about bodies of work. They want to talk about bodies. Why don't we both go to the back, piss in a couple of cup, piss in a couple of cups, and we'll see who's really all natural. Mm, mm, mm. That was so one. Yeah, so them two just digging into each other was a beautiful thing to see. I don't think anybody's dug into MJF as good as Adam Cole did. Not even Punk. Mm -mm. So I I thoroughly enjoyed it, even with them taking a couple digs at what they said in WWE. But then again, like I said, it's AEW, man. They're going to do it. It wouldn't be AEW if they didn't take a little dig at WWE stuff here and there. Great breakdown. I feel the exact same way. Um, I wanted to talk about 
impacts against all odds pay-per-view, but just the most important thing. The most mm-hmm. important thing is that the best impact tag team, arguably in history, I don't even know if it's very arguable anymore. It's not. It is. It they they are the greatest the, tag team. The greatest impact tag team in history are now dual champions. As in the same night at Against All Odds, Chris Saban became the first and only nine time X division champion beating a young Trey Miguel trained by the new impact world champion, Alex Shelley. Congratulations, Alex Shelley, the true heart and soul of impact wrestling. If you missed, go on social media, go on his Instagram, taste the diff, Alex Shelley, the Motor City Machine Gun, and he cuts a promo before Against All Odds, basically telling you, breaking it down, being pissed off at the fact that he was always told he couldn't be the one. A bit about a bit that we talked about a, a little bit um, when we interviewed Alex Shelley. Mm-hmm. And he broke it down like, it's not this person's impact. It's not AJ Styles. It's not... Jay White's, it's not Josh Alexander's, it's not Steve Macklin's, it's not whoever's impact you thought it was. This is my home. This mm-hmm. is my house. This is my company. And I'm sick of being the guy that's being told he can't do it. And in the same night, the Motor City Machine Guns claimed their impact wrestling is their yes. company and nobody else's and it is about time man amazing i just want to say thank you thank you thank you scott demore thank you chris saban thank you alex shelley like this is what we've been waiting for like us personally as fans having alex shelley on the show even before we had alex shelley on the show we both were huge fans of the motor city machine guns absolutely and it was great way back when to see Saban win the title when he cashed in option C and got the chance. Mm-hmm. That was great to see. Now we were just waiting on Alex Shelley's turn. And you see all this outpouring of like love and support for him. You know, mm-hmm. guys from Impact, guys from AEW, guys from WWE, guys from New Japan, basically saying that they're glad that this finally happened. Like he deserves it. You know, they've been waiting for this. He's the face, he's literally the face of a of a generation of a style of wrestling. And way deeper of a mentor than we really take the time to realize. Exactly. And a lot of people don't realize the background that this guy has. Like, even if you haven't seen the interview with us and Alex Shelley, I highly recommend you guys go back to YouTube, go back in the Spotify archives, check it out. Because it was definitely an eye-opener to the type of person he is in the business. The dude mm-hmm. trains a lot of people in the ring. Not only train them in the ring, he has a he has a kinesiology degree. So the dude knows his way around like injuries and bumps and bruises and all that stuff, like to train and rehab and get mm-hmm. guys better. The dude creates diet plans for people in the business. I believe he said he did one for um Myron Reed. He did mm-hmm. one for Myron Reed too, or he was starting to. Yeah, so, yeah. 
he's, he's helping guys in MLW as well. Like it's it's crazy to see how much he actually does, not only in the ring but outside the ring for people in the business. He's tremendous, man. All right. So for the rest of the time we got, we got to focus on this. Bianca Belair has been the Raw Women's Champion for 420 days. Mm-hmm. Uh, record longest reigning women's champion in history? I believe in so. in the it's modern a, era? I believe in the modern era. In the modern era. 420 days. Okay. Around this same time, Jade Cargo, the inaugural AEW TBS Women's Champion, mm-hmm. is holding for 508 days that championship since October of 2021. These women's careers have sort of paralleled each other in this remarkable way. But I feel like at this point in time, there's very different opinions, both of them. But just to see how close they are, um, PWI's Rookie of the Year 2021 was Jay Cargo. Mm-hmm. At the same time, um, she was in the PWI number one for women. Uh, Bianca Belair. Oh, okay. So Rookie of the Year, Jade. At the same time, Bianca's number one. The following year, Jade comes in number five on the women's PWI. And ESPN has crowned Bianca Belair uh, Woman of the Year for 22. Mm-hmm. Now, from just to see how where they started up to where they are now. Mm-hmm. Because at that point, they were both starting these reigns. Yeah. So I just I just think it's incredible, uh, one, how Bianca's become so over. Mm-hmm. And Jade has become so over, but they still feel like they're on different levels. It's kind of an oxymoron when you compare the two. So just tell me first off, who do you think over these 400, 500 days, who do you think has actually had the better title ring? Um, for me, might catch some flack for this. I may not. I'm not sure how the listeners are going to feel. But for me, I think the better reign has come from Jade Cargill mm. just for – not to say her Bianca's reign was completely bad because it wasn't. There was some good times. There were some bad times. It's just the thing with Jade's run is it never felt stale to me. Mm. Like even in the five, four or five hundred days that she had the run, it never felt stale. They always constantly found a way to juice it up or try something different. Bianca's run felt like the same four people over and over, mm. but with Jade, you always felt she always did something different. She always mixed it up with, you know, the Taya Valkyries, with the uh, Jamie Haters, with um, Ty Conti, Sky Blue. She always had a different opponent. She always had somebody new. And I've 
the character itself kind of evolved in a way from the time she started up until the time the rain ended. She mm-hmm. added people to her little group. You know, she she had that little little moment with um uh this guy, the new guy, um Stokely Hathaway. Mm-hmm. I guess that's his name now. Yeah, Stokely. So um she added him in for a little bit and then he kind of like trickled out a little bit. It just it never felt stale from the time it started to the time it ended. And Bianca's run just kind of got stale at a certain point. So for me, that's why the Jade Cargo runs a little bit better than the Bianca run. Hearing you say that, I feel I it, it points out some interesting things because while we always peg AEW's writing is not the strongest mm-hmm. most times. I think that here worked to Jade's benefit mm-hmm. because because they never really had anything solid. She was never doing the same thing. Yeah. The group was never the same. The group dynamic was never the same. The opponents were never the same because they were constantly running through people, which in a way, in a sort of WCW way, she became this um, strong Black woman Goldberg lead. And she was just ripping and running through people. And it became more of a spectacle. Yes. Uh, in, in the sense of she was a Goldberg, like like you said, she was a black female Goldberg who could talk on the microphone. Who could talk on the microphone. And, and, that, and, and that's what helps. And she constantly got better, which is weird mm-hmm. because I feel like initially you would go with Bianca. At that point, when Bianca had got to the main roster, I think we can both agree she was already ready. Yeah, 100%. And, so with Jade, while she's going on this Goldberg run, I think it got more interesting, less because of the people and more because of the range we got to see with Jade so early and how Jade continued to get better as the rain went on. She continued to learn. She was put with so many different people her style had to grow and change and strengthen. And we really yeah. got to see her become better over time. Yeah. And when you say it like that, that is a good point because she also, like you said, she got to fight so many different style of people. Mm-hmm. Like Ruby Soho and Sky Blue are two different styles. Your Ty Valkyries and your Ty Concis are two different styles. So, yeah. The, the the range of people that she had to go through is also vastly different than the range of people Bianca had to go through. And she also improved. All right. We're hitting 15 minutes. Last thoughts. Mm-hmm. Is Bianca's reign or is Jade's reign better? Um, I think the Jade reign was a better reign, but the Bianca reign is more important and more significant because of the history that it made. The TBS title still new. It's only been one holder. It's not really any history to it. The Bianca reign, there's been how many women champions in the history of WWE? 
Mm -hmm. She has the longest of the modern era. So I think the Jade run was a more entertaining run. Mm -hmm. The Bianca run was the more historic and more significant run in the business. All right, man. I think I totally agree. Well, that does it for the dark match. Mm -hmm. uh, Duke, take us home, man. All right. So, guys, thank you for tuning in. That's all we got for you for the dark match. Make sure you follow us on all of these social media platforms, you know, Instagram, Dangerous Jobbers Podcast, and Dangerous Jobber. Make sure you find us on Twitter at Dangerous Jobber, Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, all the same thing, Dangerous Jobbers Podcast. Um, make sure you check us out on TikTok as well. And is that all of our platforms? I hope so. Sounds good, right? The people Sounds should good. have one of these platforms. Exactly. So if you don't have one, just make sure you get one of them. But that's pretty much it, guys. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure you stay up. Make sure you stay blessed. And as always, stay dangerous. Stay dangerous. <laughs>